The following resource is presented by the Counseling and Conference Services of IOM America. Welcome to A Counselor's Point of View. Hi, my name is Steve Finney and I will be your host. Our new series is called The Hebrew Covenant Marriage. This is a power-packed message that unfolds the original Hebrew design of God's view of marriage. And we are going to be making use of the original Hebrew language. And we are going to take a step-by-step snapshot of courtship, engagement, and marriage. The series offers practical and proven suggestions to those broken marriages, as well as expand on those healthy marriages. We hope that you enjoy this series. Is your marriage is nothing more and nothing less than a symbol of Christ being the groom and you being the bride. If there's anything that my wife and I have learned in these 30 years, that's it. It's not about finding sexual pleasure. It's not about, you know, getting along together. It's not about compatibility. It's not about love, or at least the kind of love the world is used to seeing, being in love. It's not about any of that. At 52 years of age, I'm finally starting to realize what Paul meant when he said, For I determined to know nothing but Jesus Christ and Him crucified. That's it. Now there's a lot of pleasures and a lot of things God has given us to enjoy that come underneath that. But the bottom line is, to know nothing but Jesus Christ and Him crucified pretty much covers it. So if we, if we could phrase it in a marital setting, it would be, for I determined to know nothing but my groom and the fact that he laid his life down for me as the bride. Now, any of you guys that I've worked with, you know I'm very, very, very tough on men. And it's because we are the symbol of the groom to the world, to our wives, to our kids, We are that symbol. We are the beating post. We are the one that's supposed to lay over that beating post and have the the meat ripped out of our backs. Instead of being the ones who are defensive and, and arrogant and prideful and defending stuff that doesn't even need to be defended. We really need to be brought to the point of representing the groom in such a way that our wives could say, you know, for I determined to know nothing but my husband and the fact that he lays his life down for me every day. I have met too many marriages like that. But it can be done. It, it can be accomplished. But here's the poem that the Lord gave my lovely wife shortly before We celebrated our 30th anniversary in June. And it goes like this. The one I have beside me is the one I love. A gift from my creator sent from heaven above. The one I have beside me causes my heart to soar 
the many storms we've weathered as birthed our love the more. The one I have beside me, 30 years as one, a reflection of his glory, the image of his son. The one I have beside me, my loving, loyal friend, ever true and constant, my heart be to the end. The one I have beside me, no one else can take his place. He is the one I want beside me till we behold our Savior's face. Janie and I have come to the point in our older age, as we call it, and believe me, we're feeling it, but we want to go out in style. Not perfect. We just want to go out in style. And you know what? You and I can just keep falling, maybe even every day. But you know, if we get back up and just put that foot forward again, that's what Christ wants. But if you fall and you don't want to get back up because you're just tired of the pain, that's what conferences like this are for. But if you're already in the habit of falling and getting back up and stepping forward, you're on a good path. Because the grace of God is powerful and transforming and renews the heart and the mind. Now, Let's take a look at the checklist of, of why you might be here. If uh, you're here just basically to have uh, your marriage continue to grow, in other words, you're not sitting there going, you know, I'll listen today, and then I'll decide. And there are people that come to conferences like that, that that's exactly where they're at. I'll just, I'll just listen today. And then I'll decide. But maybe you're here just because you want to grow. Just more truth to settle into your heart that can be planted and you can bloom and you can just continue to grow as a couple. Or we have never been in love, not even when we first got married. Or it could be we have lost the love that we once felt for each other. And some people just have the attitude of, frankly, I don't care. You know, I'm here because my spouse drugged me. Or, and this is the case more than you would think, is there's a spouse sitting out here knowing that their spouse is in love with someone else. And they don't know what to do about it. And that their husband and or their wife, it's usually the husbands, I'm afraid, are lying to their wives. Whether they're having some kind of a sexual affair or some pornography image. Jesus still called that adultery, if I remember the last time. Or maybe you're having some kind of emotional affair with someone at work. Or maybe you are hooking up with someone down at the, the local motel. Secrets will destroy you. And particularly adultery secrets. And I'll tell you what, guys, our ladies are unbelievably perceptive. They've got some kind of radar built into them. Now, I'm not even going to begin to try to explain it. But they know. If your heart's pure. They know. So you might be in love 
I would rather say in lust with someone else. And you're sitting here. I just ask you guys, or maybe it's a gal, but I doubt it, to listen very carefully. And try not to be defensive. Or maybe you're here because your marriage is just simply kind of boring. And you want to add some spice of life to your marriage. We'll certainly be offering a bunch of that. Or we would like to uh, know what we can do to improve our sex life. We will be having a sex talk. It won't be sex 101. I'll assume you guys know that one, that part. I want to restore or save a lost marriage, even if my spouse does not want to. That's the most common reason why people come to marriage seminars. And then my spouse wants to divorce me, or I want a divorce. I'm in the middle of a divorce, which is more common than um, I certainly would like. And then, Or finally, I just want a passion for... Christ's love, what does that look like? How does that affect my marriage? How does that affect me as a Christian? How can we experience that and embrace that as a couple? Now, here's what I want to do real quick. I want to just kind of walk through the Hebrew uh, steps way, 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 way back. I'm talking about several thousand years back. And the way you discover the Hebrew design or the original design of marriage is to understand or read or study Hebrew law. Every law that comes out of the mouth of a man, or better yet, every law that comes out of the mouth of God reveals a piece of his character. So what it has a tendency to do with us is that it arouses our rebellion. So if a spouse or your pastor or whoever kind of gives this, this, you know, ultimatum or, or law, very, very few people go, well, pastor, I'll just take care of that right away. It arouses this, how dare you tell me what to do? And that's why most people don't get and embrace the character of God when they study the law. See, Christ didn't come to abolish the law. He came to fulfill it. And that law lives inside your mortal bodies if you're a born-again believer. You know what that tells me? If every law reveals the character and the heart of God, and Christ came to fulfill, as a groom, Christ came to fulfill the law, the very character of the living God, Abba, dwells inside my mortal body. To get to know it, I must know the law. Not feel like I have to submit to the law with self-effort. Christ already did that. I'm going to let Christ fulfill the law through me. It's called the exchange life. Christ in you. Fulfill the law through me. 
That's what primarily our counseling and training is about at, at the ministry, is that one, that one principle. How do we practically show someone that? But see, since we're so offended by the law, we reject the character of God. Satan's plan was very, very effective. And that rebellion against the law developed a cancer. If marriage is the absolute number one visual demonstration of Christ and the church, that will be the number one area he will try to destroy. So very quickly, I'm just going to walk you through a very typical process that a man and a woman would have to go through if they were going to get married three or four thousand years ago. Any Hebrew design, any Hebrew law that you discover in your studies, believe me, there's plenty out there, you are understanding the structure of heaven. God didn't come up with a new plan here on earth. He took whatever he's doing in heaven and he established it on earth. You've been listening to A Counselor's Point of View. Our topic has been the Hebrew Covenant Marriage. If you're interested in listening to the full message, please log on to our website and click on our resource button and it will take you over to our bookstore and scroll down until you come to the CD package called Marriage Covenant Conference. Thank you for listening to our show today and feel free, by the way, to forward this message on to your friends and your family members. Until next time. This resource has been presented by the Counseling and Conference Services of IOM America. For more information about our ministries, visit us online at iomamerica.org. That's iomamerica.org.